This is Business by the Bay, here to discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions. Your host, Ajay Sani. Good afternoon and welcome everyone to Business by the Bay, where we talk to successful business leaders and discuss various challenges businesses face and also possible solutions. So I'm your host, Ajay Sani, and today's show is sponsored by Payroll Vault. It is a boutique-style local payroll service provider for small businesses. Payroll Vault fully handles the payroll tasks and take over complex payroll activity from the business owners. So you may reach Payroll Vault at 925-273-7020. So today with me in the studio is Vivek, who's the head of growth at CFO Plans. And Vivek entered the early stage ecosystem as a service provider after his tenure selling technology to enterprise companies. He is here to tell us why he likes working with his clients during their formative years and his approach to growing the business through partnerships. Good afternoon, Vivek. How are you doing? I'm really well, Ajay. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure. So, Vivek, let's start with the name, CFO Plans. To me, it looks like a very good name because if you don't have a CFO, you have CFO Plans, right? (laughs) So, what are the services that... CFO Plans offers. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, The problem we solve is back office accounting for small business. I think some of our differentiators are flat fee, predictable monthly pricing. Okay. But think about bookkeeping, tax compliance, and monthly financials. That's what we provide. And typically that is not what a founder started a business to do. We lift the burden off of them and do it at a flat rate, which is very palatable for the founder. They love the predictability associated with it. Uh, pretty cool. You just mentioned that they don't start the business for accounting. And uh, it's extremely true. The reason being that some business owners, they try to think, that, okay, they can do it themselves because, hey, I'm in the initial phase. I'm a little uncertain where it will take me. And let me try to do it. And unless you have a financial accounting background, this is not something that you want to do because the, uh, the outcome can be uh, really, um, you know, disastrous. So that note, like, what do you suggest is the right time to get the help for any business owner, especially who's starting up? So should they look into like, okay, I should go from the, you know, word go, or it's more like I should look at a threshold and okay, here I've reached the stage and this is kind of, the right time to look for? Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, typically, it's, it's very typical for founders to say, I can do this myself because they have to contain costs, yeah. right? They're still figuring out where their business fits. They're figuring out their total addressable market. They're figuring out how to drive sales and generate revenue. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But I really think the best time to start is as soon as you can afford it. Again, uh-huh. because you don't want to be spending time establishing your chart of accounts and working with QBO yourself. If you can afford the help, whether mm-hmm. it's a service like ours or a, a bookkeeper uh, that you might happen to know that will give you a break until you get on your feet, it really makes sense to take that burden off, right? Delegate uh-huh. as a true leader would and a business founder would. Yeah. Delegate the services to other people, whether it's a fractional service or somebody that you've hired full time. Yeah. And... Uh... The best thing is to focus on what you love while you started uh, the company, exactly. the product, service, whatever it is, focus on the on the core offering rather than looking at look operational stuff uh, where 
you may not be even good at. <laughs> the, the founders that we see that are doing it themselves are doing it between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning, right? Because mm -hmm. they have to do it. And that's the time where they've, they, they can allocate to it because it's the last thing that they want to do. Yeah. Once it becomes a burden to spend sleepless nights doing accounting work, once you realize that, you're really feeling the pain, and that's when you should hire a fractional service. Right. So on that note, when do you think it's a good time for someone to hire, like in-house, a person, whether it's part-time, full-time, whatever, you know, allows, or it's more like, uh, okay, no, I will just outsource it to a company like yours. Is there like uh, sort of a decision-making process where one makes more sense? Sure. I think, you know, a fractional service versus full-time means just that. You won't be paying a full-time employee to fill that strategic financial guiding role within the company. I think the pattern that we see typically is a, a full-time CFO comes into play at or around maybe a little before raising a Series B okay. if they don't already have one mm -hmm. in place. But again, it may not be necessary to take on that cost optimize your cost by taking advantage of fractional services. And that applies to whether it's financially oriented or whether it's marketing. Okay. I think as we go into what we believe or what the media is calling this this downturn or recession, uh -huh. I think it'll be an opportunity for fractional services to thrive and grow as companies are really focused on cost containment, especially if they're venture backed. All capital providers are saying, how are you extending your runway? And when are you going to ask me for more money? Well, one of the ways to do it is taking advantage of fractional services. Got it. Yeah, and it makes uh, perfect sense. I was just wondering that would it make sense to hire a full-time CFO if the business is such that they are involved in, say, financial services where the CFO in the beginning can work part-time on the company's you know, solutions and then also look at the internal operations accounting and all that stuff uh, part-time. So it's divided in, would that be a case for Absolutely. a full-time hire? Absolutely. I mean, I think if you've got somebody that can play multiple roles in the company uh -huh. while the company is still early uh -huh. and the person has the hours in the day and the capacity to do it, definitely that's a cost-effective and cost-optimizing measure Okay, is having somebody that's in-house mm -hmm. on your team already with that skill set. We see that a lot. We okay. see that a lot. And as a company matures mm -hmm. and advances on that maturity curve and, and the jobs get more narrowed in focus as all jobs should be, that's when they may take advantage of a service like ours. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So moving on, Vivek, what are some of the common challenges that you see uh, businesses typically face? Driving sales. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's important. You're, you've got a company, you're starting out, you need to get access to the people that are going to buy. Yeah. And there, as we all know, there are a lot of companies out there that get, get funding that are pre-revenue. But I think the most important thing is be able to put, and, and this is granted coming from a, a person who's got a, a history in sales, but you know, my opinion may be jaded, but sales is the lifeblood of the company. Unless you've happened to be um, lucky enough to have a product that really sells itself. But I really think that the, the, the biggest challenge that we see is how do they become a sales-driven, driving that sales motion, making it repeatable. And if you've got sales and you're generating revenue, then everybody's happy at the end of the day. Yeah, very true. Because you may have the best product, best service, but if nobody knows about it, then 
it's impossible for the company to continue. Right. So the sales and marketing function within a business, it doesn't need to be expensive. Again, you can take advantage of fractional services just like mine, which mm. is a, a finance and accounting fractional service. There are sales and marketing fractional services out there that will become more and more evident if you look or you talk to somebody like us because we can make those introductions for our clients or our, our prospects or our you know anybody that just wants to have a conversation about their business. We're happy to help. It's a benefit of, of having a large network and, and being in this ecosystem for a while. I love it because that's the you know best way to help each other out in, in the business community. A lot of times it doesn't matter that if I'm talking to someone, that person has to be my client. It's like if I know someone and I can help, it's a great deal because at the end of the day, then we help each other out to sort of allow people to succeed and that ultimately helps the end users, the customers, clients. It's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. It's really why I enjoy what I do. Uh -huh. Sure, the service that we provide is a back office finance and accounting and, and CFO services when necessary. But the enjoyment, the satisfaction that I get, the, the why mm -hmm. is because I enjoy helping people and I really enjoy learning about new technologies and understanding the motivations of the people that build them. Right. So, Vivek, uh, having a right team is really critical, uh, you know, for success. And... Uh, when a time comes, and hopefully in the beginning, as you mentioned, that as soon as possible, a company decides, says, okay, hey, now it's time for me to get a sort of a, a CFO service. And let's look out, like, well, what are the options? And in today's world, there are so many options out there. So what do you think are some of the ways for a company, a business leader to decide, okay, of so many options? I would like to go with this company as my, you know, outsourced CFO. I think it comes down to, do you know the criteria? Have you established a criteria that mm -hmm. you need met by the individual or the group of individuals that you're bringing in? The other side of it is, can I sit in a car alone with this person and drive to LA mm -hmm. and not want to pull my hair out and grind my teeth the whole <laughs> ride, right? So I think it's a combination of the two. Is there subject matter expertise or domain expertise that the person has? Do you, how do you weigh that against the criteria you've established for the needs that you have? Yeah. And do you align with this person because you see yourself liking them, right? Mm -hmm. It really becomes difficult if you know somebody is very skilled, but you don't like them. Yeah. Because you can always find people that are skilled and you can always find people that you like. So ideally, if you do enough interviewing or vetting, you'll find somebody that is a good, is a good match. Yeah. And I think that's very important for also the fact that I may have an idea that this is what I need, but I may not have an accurate idea. And if I'm talking to someone and that person shows, demonstrate the skills, but also, you know, is able to guide in a way that, okay, hey, you're asking for too much. In the beginning, you don't need that much. So it's not just about like, okay, hey, I can do all those things. So, okay, I'll bill you for all that. You don't need that. Or the other way around, hey, you are asking for too little. What about ABC? You haven't thought about that. And you need to do those also. And if we can help you with that, that will help you in multiple ways. So it's kind of educating at times because we could be, uh, too narrow-minded or may just uh, go for the moon from the word go, which right. may not be needed. It's very important to know what your needs are. And if you can predict what your needs are today and what your needs will be tomorrow or in, in three months, it's mm -hmm. important. You also have to, again, going back to that, that point about criteria, I mean, you have to, if, if you're going to a mechanic, 
and the mechanic says that you need a clutch, but you have no idea what that is yeah. or what it takes to install a clutch. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, this is what it's going to cost. Uh-huh. But you have, no, again, you've never done it before. Then you really know have, have any basis upon which to, or context right. upon which to, to base that, that price. Yes. So it's important, again, to understand what you need, but also get context from your, your friends, your counterparts, your coworkers, your mentors, Mm-hmm. Anybody that's in your ecosystem that you can use to to help define what those what those needs are and build context for them. Absolutely. So, how do you help your clients, and um, what are the things you believe are true differentiators when it comes to CFO plans? Well, the differentiators is us. Uh, uh-huh. Anybody can sit with me in a car <laughs> driving <laughs> to LA and won't want to pull their hair out. I think our differentiators are really how we support our clients. We're very attentive. We're, you know, being a small company, every client is super important to us. As a result, they get a lot of attention. We hold ourselves to service level agreements with our clients and we're, we hold ourselves accountable to delivering on time. And for us, that means uh, financials on the fifth business day of every month. And to us, that means responding to any inquiry within 30 minutes. We typically use Slack okay. as a tool. But the response times coupled with the very um, reasonable pricing associated with what we do and the fact that it's predictable is how we help them. And again, that's a service we provide and that for which we get paid. The other side of it is the benefits of the introductions that we can make. Again, to other service providers in the ecosystem or bouncing ideas off one another. I have a client that um, was struggling with sales. Okay. And I was able to introduce them to another entity Mm-hmm. that uh, provided services on a fractional basis. Okay. And he's gotten a full sales team as a result. And we didn't get to that need until we had several conversations that started with fundraising, which started with how are they selling, which which then moved to how are they selling their solution? How are they identifying their target market? How are they getting access to it? Yeah. And we ultimately landed on there may be an opportunity for him to grow more quickly, drive sales more quickly, if he added a fractional service that offered more than just one individual, because his needs went beyond the, it became overburdensome for just a single set of shoulders. He needed more people. And that is a way that that we were able to help. And it came with spending time and really asking questions. So I could understand, I really want to help this person. I know I'll be able to do so but let's spend some time together so I can figure out how yeah. and then provide a recommendation or suggestion and then unpack that and see what it, see what it meant to him. I was yeah. able to help him out and I was able to help, you know, the partner that I have out that, that is, that is doing this fractional sales service. Yeah. And I think it comes down to being interested in the people we are working with, whether, and it, you know, they are our coworkers, whether they are like our vendors or whether they are our clients if we are genuinely interested in people around us and we are willing to listen to them, in that case, it's, it becomes like a two-way street where we can benefit in the sense that we can learn. So it's an educational thing, uh, whether it's even learning the struggles of the companies that they are doing. And if you are genuinely interested in all the people you are interacting with, then you come to a point that, okay, hey, these are the common things. These are the challenges these people are facing. And if you solve the challenge by introducing to a partner and the results are awesome, then you know, hey, it's a proven thing. And then if another company is struggling through or going through that, then it's like, hey, I can help you with that. Exactly. I think uh, my curiosity, the curiosity that I was born with, I feel is a blessing. Yeah. And 
I have always taken an interest in putting myself in the shoes of another so I can learn their perspective on everything. But that curiosity extends to, you know, what motivated you to do what you do and tell me about, again, why you do it and, and what are you trying to accomplish? How can I help you? Whether it's business oriented or, or a friend or somebody new that I meet on the street. Now, the people, my curiosity is indulged because people are willing to answer the litany of questions that I typically ask. But again, it comes from a place of, of genuine curiosity and interest and not just idle chatter. Right, right. Because we can be transactional where we're just interested in, okay, this is the transaction we want to make. And okay, that's the whole purpose of any conversation. Then we are not doing full justice to ourselves or the people we are interacting with. Yeah, it's very true. I think that if you are transactional, that comes out whether again, treat your friends or find your friends are transactional, or when you're dealing with somebody, if you're just eager to get off the phone and find out if they're going to buy today or not, it's I, that those aren't the people that I want to surround myself with. They aren't the people that I necessarily want to work with. And yes, there's only a finite amount of time in the day, but take an interest and people will respond positively. Yeah. And uh we never know what is the you know true value of relational capital because the relationships that we develop today may result in something amazing awesome down the line relationships <laughs> have got me every everything and every everywhere that i've gotten especially from a career perspective definitely true yeah so talking about success in making progress you are interacting with a group of business owners and uh, they ask you for suggestions or any advice, generic advice that uh, may help them. What would you say to such an audience? You know, I'd probably answer that question with a question. Uh-huh. You know, what are they trying to achieve? I mean, if we talk about the challenges, I think it's understanding the market or the buyers, how they want to buy and providing something to the market that is, that again, is palatable, easy to consume and okay. um, makes sense. I don't know if I'm answering your question entirely, but I think that's how we would probably address it. So you will ask them that, okay, what they are looking for. And um, that's a good way to sort of help out. But I was also interested in, you know, from your experience, your point of view, any generic suggestions that you see that, okay, hey, the successful organizations, this is what they do. And if there are like, you know, one or two things that you would like to focus on or make sure that you are doing it correctly, this would be my suggestion. Very, very generic in that sense that what you have seen. You know, I think it's understanding what you need, surrounding yourself with the people that fill your gaps, mm -hmm. that do things better than you can, and you understand that, and you can delegate to them. I think it's identifying, again, like I said earlier, your target market, but also driving sales, right? Again, mm -hmm. that's the lifeblood. Yeah. And whether you need people mm -hmm. to do it or not, have an effective channel or set of channels in which to drive sales. And that's what's ultimately going to make your, your business thrive. And the other pieces will fall into place as long as you, you know, you're thinking about, again, the team, which is the other hard part to mm -hmm. accomplish is, is building the right team. And if yeah. you're effective at that, then you're going to be continue to be successful in every step along the way and every uh, moment of growth uh, along that maturity curve. Yeah, and I think it ties down to what you were saying earlier, that if you build the right team and also you're genuinely interested in others, then you will ask the right questions. And when the right questions are asked, 
you get the answers that you need. <laughs> right, and then the light bulb goes on for everybody, the person asking the questions and the person answering the questions, right? That, yeah. It, it drives further thought. I love doing it. Exactly. It's not always uh, coming up with a straight answer. It's more like brainstorming, having a discussion, then, uh, hey, why are you asking this? Or where you're going with it? Or what you want to achieve with those things? Yep. I love, uh, one question I love is help me understand why you're asking that question. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that's where the, the real question is is behind it somewhere. Yeah, right. Just uh, not looking at the symptoms, but also the root cause, uh, what is driving it, or, or what is the real challenge, real issue. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, excellent, Vivek. So if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you? Email me, uh -huh. V-I-V-E-K at CFOplans.com. Very easy. Right. So again, listeners, it's V-I-V-E-K at CFOplans.com. Correct. Awesome. So, Vivek, we are almost towards the end of the show. So do you want to say anything, summarize, or, or want, to, want to just, you know, say anything to our listeners? I'll just say thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the opportunity, and this has been fun. You know, if there are any business founders out there of uh, small businesses that need accounting support or need access to people in the network that can support them in any way, don't hesitate to, to email me, and I'll get back to you. So, listeners, you have the email. So, if you really want to connect with Vivek, please do not hesitate. And uh, thank you, Vivek, for uh, spending uh, your time today. And uh, I really enjoyed and hopefully the listeners also uh, will find this uh, useful. Thank you so much, AJ. Okay. So thank you for joining us on Business by the Bay today. The show was brought to you by Payroll Vault. You can find the recording of this show on our website, businessbythebay.live. Please feel free to contact us in case you have any questions or you want to become a featured guest. You may send us an email at info at businessbythebay.live. Take care and have a wonderful weekend. Business by the Bay with your host, Ajay Sani. Join us next time as we discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions.